Hi guys, it's great to connect again. Today we're going to talk about our next topic in XYB and Man, which is truth number nine. You were created to be a father, literally, biologically. In other words, you were created to procreate, to reproduce yourself, to be fruitful and multiply, to have and raise kids. Don't let fear keep you from the joy of having kids. Don't let financial concerns keep you from the joy of having kids. Don't let selfishness keep you from the joy of having kids. Have a kid, not just a dog. It's not just my personal opinion that you should have kids. Guys, God commands you to have kids. In Genesis 1.28, God says to Adam and Eve at the very beginning, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. So from the very beginning of creation, your divine destiny was to be a father, to procreate, to raise kids. So embrace fatherhood. Don't run away from it. Now, some of you guys may not be able to have kids or you're older now and never had a kid. Adopt a kid or become a father figure to someone. Kids are truly a blessing. Take it from a guy who has six kids. Kids have been the joy of my life. And now I'm having grandkids who probably bring even more joy to my life. I've got five grandkids now. Speaking of kids, I'm at my cabin in the Nicolay National Forest right now. That's what you see in the background here. That would ceiling, that wood paneling ceiling and the beams. And there's a little light picture in the background there. And I just spent the last six days hanging out with my kids. We've been having a lot of fun up here, jet skiing, tubing, four wheeling, kayaking, swimming, playing in the sand, going out on the pontoon boat, hiking, playing games, eating, roasting marshmallows, watching shooting stars. There's a lot of those asteroids going through the stars. They're beautiful. Sitting around the bonfire, just hanging out, taking out the binoculars and looking at that double blue moon, the biggest moon that we're going to see until 2037. Doing all of this with my kids and my grandkids. You see, kids bring so much joy to our lives. In fact, Psalms 127, three through five says, children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring, a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of warriors are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. Guys, kids are this great blessing, but did you ever notice that they're the one blessing that a lot of guys don't want to have? A lot of guys are like, God bless me with the new car. God bless me with the new job. God bless me with the new house. God bless me with more money. God bless me with good health. God bless me with the new wife. Don't tell your wife that. But you don't hear guys saying, God bless me with more children usually do you. Instead, guys are buying a new dog and carting it around in a stroller like it's a new baby. Talk about crazy. I see so many people driving around with these strollers and you're like, oh, let me see the cute baby. And there's this little dog in there. And you're like, oh my gosh, what is wrong with people today? I love the dogs, but come on, man, have a kid, not a dog. Why are guys not having kids? Why are people having kids? Because there's a fear, man. The number one reason people are not having kids, the number one reason guys are not having kids is fear. Guys are afraid to be fathers. Guys are afraid to be fathers because fathers are so messed up in this country. If there's one word I'd use to describe the current state of fatherhood in America, it would be absent. 
Let me say that again. If there's one word to describe the current state of fatherhood in this nation, it would be absent. And the statistics are staggering here for absentee fathers, for fatherless homes, according to the National Fatherhood Initiative. One third of kids in America live without their biological fathers in their house. One in four kids have no dad in their house. That means no biological father, adoptive father, foster father, stepdad. And let's be, let's be honest, guys. Half the dads who are at home aren't really engaged in their kids' lives, right? We have a lot of absentee fathers. So there's only about a third of kids in this nation are being raised in homes where there's a present father and actively engaged father. I know as a kid, my dad worked hard. He loved us. He cared about us, but he was never there. He was always working. He worked second shift. And then on the weekends, he was doing church stuff. So we didn't really see him a lot. He was a great dad when he was around. I loved him. I cared about him, but he wasn't there. And a lot of guys, your dad, you know, even when he was there, wasn't very good. Eminem, the famous rapper, said, my father, I never knew him, never seen a picture of him. There's a lot of people just like Eminem who have grown up without a father in their family. But unlike Eminem, most kids from fatherless homes don't end up becoming superstars. The opposite is true. Most kids from fatherless homes or absentee father homes end up messed up. According to the National Fatherhood Initiative, Kids from fatherless homes are four times like more likely to be at risk of poverty. They're four times more likely to have behavioral problems. They're twice as likely to have the risk of infant mortality, twice as likely to go to prison, twice as likely to commit crimes. 71% of kids who drop out of high school live in fatherless homes. 63% of youth suicides are from fatherless homes. 90% of all homeless and runaway kids are from fatherless homes. 85% of all children who show behavioral disorders come from fatherless homes. 80% of rapists with anger problems come from fatherless homes. 71% of all high school dropouts come from fatherless homes. You get the point, don't you? Most of the societal problems we have stem from fatherless homes. And, and so fatherless homes are at the core of a lot of our problems in this society, but they're not only destroying kids and families, fatherless homes, absentee fathers is a root of the cause of the collapse of Christianity in our country. Only one out of six men in the U.S. attend church on any given Sunday. And these are some older statistics. It might even be worse now. The typical U.S. congregation draws an adult crowd that is 61% female, 39% male. This Sunday, almost 25% of married church-going women will worship without their husbands. So what is the consequence of dads not attending church? Over 70% of the boys who are being raised in church will abandon it during their teens and 20s. Many of these boys will never return. 80% of people who regularly attend church have grown up in a home with continuously married biological parents, and that trend held across all age groups from the oldest Gen Z's to the youngest boomers. So unless dad and mom are going to church together, most people are not going to go to church when they get older. So if dad's not going to church, the boys aren't going to church. The daughters aren't going to be going to church. Similarly, an adult's description of his or her relationship 
being warm and close with his or her dad was the biggest predictor of whether or not that adult practiced faith as an adult. So having a good relationship with your father is a key indicator of whether you're going to practice your faith as an adult. So guys, unless we solve the problem of fatherlessness and absentee fatherlessness, society will continue to crumble. So guys, I want to encourage you to embrace fatherhood. Don't run away from it. You are so important in your child's life. And don't be afraid to have kids because your destiny is to be a father, a good father. And in fact, there are really eight keys, eight mandates to being a good father. I call this the father's mandate. All of these eight mandates are built around trust. Ultimately, as dads, we need to develop a relationship of trust with our children and be a reflection of Father God to our children. This is the father's mandate. You see the quality and quantity of trust that our children have in us as fathers is the only legitimate benchmark of our relationship with our kids. So how do we build a relationship of trust with our kids? There are eight mandates of a father that I want to look at to build this trust. First, a father must cultivate a sense of family identity. So you have to cultivate a place to belong. Do things together as a family. Spend time together as a family. Christ-centered family identity is one in which family members are devoted to one another as Christ is devoted to his church. But you won't be able to create and cultivate a place to belong, dads, if you're never around. I don't know if you guys remember this song. But there's that song, the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon, little boy blue and the man on the moon. And then, you know, it talks about when you come home, dad, let's get together then. And at some point that song goes to the kid becoming a father. And the, and then now the kid's like, when, when you come at home, son, this, the father says to the son, when you come at home, son, let's get together then. You see what happens, dad is, if we establish this pattern of absenteeism, then our sons are going to be absentee families. So as fathers, there are things that we can do together, right? We can spend time with our family. We can do dinners together. We can even do an occasional lunch with our kids. We can go to church together. Don't just drop off your kids and wife at church. Verbalize your commitment to your family. Say things like, we have a great family. We're the Garsampkis. We're the Garsampkis. And we don't quit. I remember one time a couple of years back, we were taking this drive down to Texas to see my sister. She had just moved down there. And everything that could go wrong did go wrong in preparation. So we got the, the minivan all packed up and we're in the minivan and we're, we're getting ready to uh, leave and I turn on the ignition and nothing happens. The car completely that is that the minivan's completely dead. What happened is one of the kids had plugged in one of their video games the night before and left it plugged in and it drained the battery. So now we start off on this trip. Uh, we, we have to jump the van. Fortunately, this happened right in the garage. But then as we're going, now we're down into Illinois and all of a sudden um, we stop. Uh, I had to take a phone call. My wife was driving and the car dies. 
And, and I remember my, my wife is like, we need to turn home. We need to get, um, we need to get back from here because actually what had happened just before that is she got her first speeding ticket too. So it was kind of crazy. She gets the speeding ticket. Then we drive a little further. The car dies. She's like, we're done. We're headed back home. And I'm like, no, we're not. We're the Garsampis and we don't quit. And so we ended up getting our car towed, uh, ended up that we needed a new alternator in there, but we, we did make that drive down to Texas. And so guys, I want to encourage you to co- cultivate this sense of family identity, verbalize your commitment to your family. Um, also be other oriented, right? I always tell my wife that my job is to make seven other people happy, right? To make my children happy. Be assertive in leading your family. You can't be a mere spectator observing your wife's efforts to hold the family together. So you have to lead your family, guys, to cultivate that sense of identity. Guys, the number two thing you need to do is regularly demonstrate your love to your wives. Ephesians 5.25 says, husband, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church, gave himself for her. So husbands ought to love their own wives as they own their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church, for we are members of his flesh and his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. You see, guys, when your kids see that mom and dad love each other, they feel a strong sense of security. When the kids see mom and dad constantly fighting or dad not respecting mom, then your kids are going to be insecure. They're going to begin to act up. Maybe they won't sleep up. Maybe they'll get up in the middle of the night. Maybe they're wetting their beds, right? Uh, Because of that sense of insecurity. They rebel when they're teenagers. So, guys, when your kids see that you love your wife, they're going to feel secure. The other thing is, guys, when you love your wife, your life will be happy. Happy wife equals happy life. Another similar concept is one life equals one wife. So, guys, I covered two of these eight mandates today. Father must cultivate a sense of family identity to build trust. Father must regularly demonstrate love to his wife to build trust. Next week, we're going to cover six more of these mandates on what it means to be a father, the father's mandate. So I want to encourage you to join us again next week. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for watching this week's episode of XY Be a Man with Mark Rosamke. If you enjoyed this, please leave a like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And please leave a comment as well if you'd like to join the conversation, if you have anything that you'd like to add or any questions you might have. We read all those comments. We would love for you to join the conversation and share the video as well with anyone that you think needs to hear it. We want to get this message out to as many people as possible. So we really appreciate that. Also, if you're listening on our audio platforms, we would really appreciate a rate of five stars and a review on those audio platforms, if you could do that for us. That just, again, helps us to get this message out to as many people as possible. More people need to hear this, and we really think that it's an important thing. So if you enjoy this content, we would appreciate those actions from you. Other than that, please join us again next week. Thanks.